Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers. What you do see is you go to patreon.com slash sunranto, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. And you type that little address in there, and then you say, I would like to subscribe for a dollar, or two dollars, or three dollars, or five dollars, because I want to get the music, or ten dollars, because I want my name at the end of the show, or whatever reason you're going to be supporting the Sun Ranto Show and keeping us on the air, whether it's that you want to help us pay our website hosting bill, which is coming up for 200 bucks, whether it's you want to help us pay to keep the show streaming on StreamYard, what, if you just want to help buy us tickets or beer, if you would buy each one of us a beer for doing this show per year, well, that's like subscribing basically at like the $3 level. So get it done. You get the show early, ad-free. There's perks at every level. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Please join us. It's how we keep the lights on here. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Here's the show. Kobe blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the love of a loser. Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the love of a loser. Sunranto. I, I could, should I do that nine times? Because it would make sense to do exactly nine times. That, that's four. You, you, I got five more left in me. I, I do. Um, hey, guys, it's the Sun Ranto Show. I'm Danny Rocket. Uh, we got Michael Cotton and uh, Crawley, uh, otherwise known as Uncle Sam, <laughs> down in the down in the, uh, the the lake house, enjoying himself, listening to these pathetic baseball games as the the worst Cubs. version of Captain America, right there. Yeah, dude. I mean, <laughs> it, I mean, listen. It is nine thirty a.m. Central Time. Uh, the Cubs have lost nine times in a row. Okay, that's five. I got four more in me. Uh, that they, they, they've lost nine times in a row. The last thing they did that was good was a no hitter <laughs> in Los Angeles. They can't hit for shit. It's like, I mean, it's like, I didn't think it was going to get this bad. Like, the Cubs haven't lost nine times since 2019, when you all remember when the just season imploded in the September. 
they, they put up a bunch of runs against the Pirates, and then they just didn't win again the rest of the season. Everybody got hurt. Nico, I mean, it's just like, is it is that where we are? Like, it's July. It's not like, oh, well, I'm, I'm depressed, guys. On, only 2012 had a longer streak. They went yeah. 12 in 12. So uh, we have one more series to see if that's going to happen. Well, they had a... Th- 13-game streak. I looked it all up today because I was depressed, um, and I thought that maybe looking at how bad other Cubs fans have had it in the past would make me feel better. And so uh, 13 in a, row, in a row twice in 85 and 82, that's when I was becoming a oh, fan. Okay. That's, that's like right when it, that's apparently like how I choose baseball teams by how like <laughs> long of losing streaks they could have. And then – in 20, uh, they had 14 in a row in 1997. That's the longest losing streak in Cubs history, unless I screwed up looking at it. And, um, but I will, here's my bit of, I'll, I'll end this streak news or, or that all the shit I looked up in a positive note is that in 2016, the Cubs went one and nine between uh, June 30th and July 9th. So that's one in nine, not zero and nine, but it's close. I mean, what I'm saying is if we win tonight, we'll have gone one in nine, just like in 2016 when the Cubs won the world series. I'm just saying. I think uh, after that one in nine, we're still like 10 games in front of everybody else. Yeah, that's right. And they weren't at 500. Uh, Stan Mitchell notes, uh, since the no hitter, the Dodgers are nine and oh, and the Cubs are 0 and 9. Nine times. <laughs> and the Brewers are better than both of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, it's just, it's not good right now. It's hard to see. Uh, it's hard to have any optimism right now, to be honest. It's like you're looking at this trade deadline coming up within this month. You're looking at the assets the Cubs have. Everybody's selling, all the fans are selling. All of them on Twitter. Twitter is, as far as like this team, uh, Twitter would be concerned. I think that there wouldn't be anybody left on this team except for like, I don't know, who, who could we keep? Contreras, I guess, for another year. It's like, that's how people, even, even he gets sold because they're like, well, not going to compete for another 108 years is how everybody's acting. Well, Uh, that's, I mean, including the Ricketts. So they're kind of acting like that too. Fans are fans, okay? And so going into this year, think about how this year started. It literally you saw like the rats scurrying off the ship. And you saw a lot of problems early where, you know, during the pandemic, they laid off like hundreds of people, like long-term important people within the organization. Len Casper jumped ship. Theo jumped ship. You lost Schwarber. You lost uh, Lester. You get your – not lost him. You just let him go. They didn't, and then, yeah. And and so you're, you're sitting here going into right, the season. Right, they weren't lost. We knew right where they were. We could have brought them back in, but they they we just let them go anyway. And, and then and then you know and then you traded you Darvish and and I, I'll always stand by that. That was the white flag right there. That was yep. you guys are you guys are done, and it doesn't matter what happens. And Jed was going to have to be the bad guy. The hope was that the three big guys would do good stuff. They would decide who they wanted to keep. Whether I mean. Again, Anthony Rizzo, first baseman, don't have a, a lot of trade value. You're not going to get a top 10 pick for a first baseman, especially one on the wrong side of 30 that has back issues. You're just not. 
And, and honestly, those days of people trading uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. or these type of guys, it's, it's not really happening anymore. Teams understand that the value comes more for the young guys. Now, again, if you're one piece away, maybe you'll pull off something. And maybe, like I said, you'll get a top 10 prospect for Kimbrell. I think he's the only one that really will, will fetch you anything that could potentially – anyone could potentially turn into something. But Craig, Craig Kimbrell's your best chance to get something that would probably do you some good in the future. Other than that, nothing. I wonder, I, I wonder, too, is if they, they would maybe do a package, uh, somebody that needed a couple pieces, and you get the, the bullpen piece of Kimbrell, and you get a Chris Bryant rental, and then you, it garners you a little bit more out of that trade. Maybe you get a couple different guys. Like I was just wondering, because like, then it's just one transaction, with multiple people moving around. So it's, it's right. like a little easier to get done. Maybe. I don't know. I was just, you know, just, it's all speculation, but I mean, it, what's sad to me is like, you know, that this streak has really kind of been the nail in the coffin of whether the Cubs should be buyers or sellers, because, you know, if they bought, they, they need so much, you know, they're going to, they need at least another starting pitcher uh, at least, I mean, if not two, um, just to get through the rest of the season. Well, you know. I, I mean, I don't know if it matters because if you have good starting pitchers, Ross just pulls them early enough to it let the fucking matter. bullpen blow yeah. anyway. So, and even if the starters are pitching well, like the surprise couple surprise starts out of um, Alzali with a good bounce back start this time out, he, he goes seven, gives up the, three runs. The one guy right, they want to. They want to limit Alzali. They let him go longer than anyone else. Well, what's of course, he had Lopez. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they, I mean, they but, could have actually let him go another inning. Oh, I they could have. Yeah. Oh, they three pitches. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the bloom was off the rose in that game, maybe for him. But uh, you know, but then you look at like surprise starts from Mills. You're, you know, you're you're pre- feeling pretty good about your bullpen, even though they've you know kind of come back down to earth a little bit. You know, but uh, but you really you, you have these names who all expect to get paid shit tons of money, Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez, and, you know, Jason Hayward's already getting paid all that money, and they're just not performing. Like, they are, they out-hit the Reds all series long, and they could not put runs across. They were, they're just hitting into double plays at the wrong time. They're, you know, they just can't get the big hit when they need it, and it's just like, what is that about – Teams that can do that or can't do that, and there's a team that can't do it. And Danny, that's that's that lineup construction. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. It is a live audio only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use, and you can talk to me. Uh, Michael Crawley every Tuesday at 6 o'clock when we do our regular show. Uh, you can talk to other fans. Uh, athletes are on there. Uh, sports insiders. And it's all in real time. Uh, it's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, reacting to breaking news. And uh, you can share your own experiences on the app because it's totally interactive. Okay, once again, it is free. It is an audio-only social media platform. It's just for sports fans. Uh, You can start or join ongoing conversations. You can watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games. Uh, And you can talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, executives. Everybody's on there. So uh, join in on the conversations with me on Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. And follow Sun Ranto Show, S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O Show. And uh, we'll be there uh, every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Come on through, talk with me, uh, and download the Spotify Green Room app in the iOS or Android app store. 
You create your own profile, you link your Twitter, you join the Cubs League, you join the MLB group, and you follow Sun Ranto Show. You'd be notified when my room goes live, okay? Now, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. That's uh, Tuesday at 6 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app. And we thank them for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show. You were talking about it last year, um, you know, and it's it's lineup construction because it's great. They, they had 11 hits yesterday. They had two runs because the only time they strung together any hits were in the first and second inning. And... Hendricks had one of those hits. Like it wasn't like the the boppers. The guy that the guys that hit the ball hard are doing just that, trying to hit the ball hard. They're not thinking, uh, you know, let me get a, a single or a double here and then move it on. Like in the first inning, it's kind of like, eh, let's get this game going. Let's get a couple of you know easy shots or whatever. And then after that, it's like they switch gears and they're just like, okay, home runs now. We're, it, we're in Cincinnati. This is home run park. And if you you know if you look at a lot of the games they've led in the first couple innings, mm-hmm. but they they can't get like, the runners in scoring position, which has always been a deal with this whole core and this whole group for a long time, and it has been with the Cubs forever. Uh, but you're just not you're not driving in runs. You know you may get one here, like you get a gift run, you know a pass ball, something like that. Yeah. But, like, that's the thing that you – like, that's what I'm, I'm wishing for. Like, I'm sitting there and it's the bases loaded and one out, and I'm not hoping for a home run or a, a grand slam or a hit. I'm like, please let the pitcher throw a wild pitch. Please. <laughs> because I literally have no confidence that this team will get anything done. I know. It's really disheartening. Um, uh, I mean, and you're, you talk about being in Cincinnati, too. Like, the band box is hot. And, then so, and normally the ball carries really well. Um, I think that maybe the reason the Cubs, they must have gone to the same restaurant I went to uh, over here because I went to Pleasant Ridge uh, Chili. Uh, well, it's, it's, and it's a chili parlor, and I got something called Danny's Special. Let me, let me sh- put up a picture of this thing. Look at this sandwich, everybody. Um, this is a kind of a French bread roll with this, there's steak and cheese in there, and the whole thing's covered with that, like, this brown gravy, like thick, thick. I mean, there's the gravy itself has 4,000 calories, I think, right there. And it, it was so delicious. And I can't tell, I was so happy after eating this meal. So I can only guess that the Cubs stopped off at Pleasant Ridge Chili and ate this sandwich. And that's why they are just not hitting because I'm, I can barely walk after eating this thing. <laughs> and, and I'll show you a picture of the chili that I ate. I had the chili on fries. And I want to make a, a point about this chili because I looked it all up. I know it's very controversial. Carl, you hate the chili. You think it's not, it's an abomination to the word chili. And here's the thing it is a meat sauce okay it is almost like chili con carne which is like a sauce that you put on something else it is not meant to be a standalone bowl of chili or it is yeah, meant to go on yeah yeah it is not a soup it is meant to go on like pasta or fries and then when you consider it that way i find it delicious it is spiced with um cloves and uh, uh, it's obviously cumin, but then it, it, they have chocolate. Sometimes it's a little sweet for people. I think some Skyline reportedly uses chocolate. And um, anyway, have you tried it, Crawley? Or yeah. do you just hate the idea of it? No, I tried it and I don't like it. it it's no good, man. It doesn't taste – I don't like it. I'm, I mean, Did I'm you very, have it on a hot dog? I don't 
Yes. Yeah, a coney, a cheese coney you had, right? The, the hot dogs suck. Like, if you would put that chili on a good old Vienna beef, now you got yourself something going. So that's why I put it on fries. Like, I got my method to eat this stuff. And it is, I'm, I can't even tell you how happy I was after this meal. I highly recommend Pleasant Ridge chili. Is there any, anybody talking about this? In the Yeah, it looks, looks like somebody shit on the fries. Somebody said... It's chili diarrhea consistency. It is kind of diarrhea consistency. But let me tell you, on the other end, that's not how it ends up. So you're, you're, you're okay at the other end. It was not poisoned. Um, Michael, have you had it? The chili? No, I've never been to Cincinnati. Oh, all right. No. Okay, well, now, you're in the, now that you're in Iowa, you should make a little road trip. It's not too, oh, yeah, too well, far. One of these days. I don't know. Uh, you know, I might get over there, but... There was a pandemic last year. I wasn't I wasn't following the team much. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you, dude? Where's your Where's your fandom now? Like, don't I you want right? to you want to see loss number ten tonight? I was, yeah, you know, I was thinking about taking my uh, taking my kayak down there and and floating in the river, waiting for one of those non-existent home runs. Oh, they can't hit it that. The, the river's actually pretty far away. You can see it, but um, let me show you. It, it would still be better to be out there. Um, Friday night, I saw the fireworks. Uh, you guys see any fireworks this uh, this weekend? Did you go to the what, yeah, last night? Yeah, I, uh, I spent Friday and Saturday at the Jazz Fest in Iowa City listening to music and just catching up, you know, watching game day for the game and just, you know, listening to some music and hanging out. And they had fireworks at the uh, old Capitol in Iowa City. It was pretty nice. What do you see, Crawley? Every 4th of July weekend, we have people up here in Wisconsin. I'm just recovering right now. Everyone's left this morning, and uh, you take a boat, and you float out into the lake, and they do it over the lake, just like the fireworks are, like, actually over you. Just like, and they try to shoot you. They're like, <laughs> look at all the people in the boats. Anybody sinks a boat, you win a free car or a, a block of cheese, whichever one you want. <laughs> Well, I, I saw the fireworks, uh, I mean, a couple of different displays. They were going on uh, all night long here uh, last night, and the dogs were crying. And <laughs> poor Nicole's mom's dog. I'm in Cincinnati at Nicole's mom's house, and then uh, her, her poor dogs were hiding underneath the table and stuff. I feel so bad for them, so I was, like, trying to calm them. But then uh, but on Friday night, they had a great display, and you know, I'll, I'll show you some of the pictures I took. This is just with my phone. Um, there's the, a picture of the Cubs team exploding. And that was the end of the, <laughs> that's, that's a nice big blue display. And then uh, they, they had like a triple reds going on here. And let me tell you, man, that this display went on forever. So we sat there watching it for, I don't know, five, 10 minutes. I'm taking some pictures. And uh, Kathy, Nicole's mom's like, hey, we get, let's get out of here before this crowd, you know, get, let's leave before the fireworks are over. Those shits went on for another like 20 minutes. And like, oh, yeah. so look, here's me outside the stadium later on taking pictures over the stadium. And this isn't even the finale. Like this thing was going the whole time I walked down the street. It, you know, we were parked like five blocks away. I mean, they ended right before we got there. So it was they got a great display and um, went to the game yesterday with our uh, comedian uh, Reds fan friend, Billy DeVore, who I caught on Saturday night doing a stand up. He is excellent. He's a hilarious dude. Uh, you'll, you'll love his stand-up. He curated a great show. The other comedians were great, too. Uh, but he told me a hilarious story about uh, Marge shot fireworks and the wave. And apparently what happened was um, 
the the wave got popular what in the eighties, like yeah. mid eighties, something like that, right? When like the the Padres days were doing eighty two, eighty three is when it really started catching on big. Right. So the so the Reds fans they were doing the wave, and they were doing the wave this weekend too. And uh, but they were but when they were doing the wave in the eighties, Marge Shot decides, well, now I don't need to pay for fireworks after home runs anymore. I'm you just because that was a thing in Cincinnati. They always had the fireworks go off after a home run. She's like, I'm not pay for that. The fans could just do the wave. It's free. <laughs> so, you know, put up on the board, do the wave, and that'll be what we do after home runs. Well, Kroger stepped in and they said, Marge, you can't just tell everybody to do the wave whenever you want them to do the wave after the like. They're gonna do it where they want to do it. You know, it's just gonna happen or not. And. So Kroger stepped in and said, we'll pay for the stupid fireworks. <laughs> so that's why, to this day, the fireworks are sponsored by Kroger, and uh, the Reds still pay for them. That's, so. that's baseball ownership in a nutshell right there. <laughs> uh, a, thing that, a thing that we can totally do, we can totally afford, whatever, we're going to try and get somebody else to pay for it. And, uh, or just yeah. not do it. Rick Sutcliffe used to always tell this story, and I've heard it told by other things, so I don't know if it's a true story about Rick Sutcliffe, but he was talking about 1989, Danny. You were talking about the fireworks after the home run. Uh, the Cubs are up like 5-6-1, to one, and Sutcliffe is trying to get the complete game going. And, uh, you know, he throws, you know, ninth inning, he throws one just right down the middle, go ahead and see what you can do, and gives up a home run, and the fireworks go off. So it's like 6-1 to one now. Then all of a sudden, he next batter, he throws it again. Boom, another home run. Fireworks are going off. At that point, you know, the bullpen scrambling and all this shit. And now, now Sutcliffe's getting pissy. And now all of a sudden, you know, he gets another out. Then he gives up another home run. And all of a sudden, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Don Zimmer comes out. And Don Zimmer comes out and he's waddling. And all of a sudden, you know, now Sutcliffe's pissed. It's his game to finish. You know what I mean? And he, and he goes to Sutcliffe and all of a sudden, Sutcliffe's like, you MF forever, get back in the dugout. It's my goddamn game. You're not taking this ball, blah, blah, blah. And Don Zimmer said, just relax. I'm letting the guy in the scoreboard re- reload the fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I really love this stadium. It was hot yesterday sitting there with Billy and his wife, Alicia, who, by the way, is an opera singer. So we had a lot to talk about, too, with singing and music and stuff. So we had a blast, man. And, like, you know, just, uh, you know, we're, we're like, instantly thick as thieves. And uh, he got us down. He's like, I go, well, where do you want to sit on Sunday? What Should we get tickets? He's like, it's like, nah, I got a guy you know, down the third baseline who, you know, he knows what seats aren't going to be taken and he'll let you just sit there. He goes by that. So I went up to the box office on the 4th of July. I rode, oh, Carl, you have been proud of me. I rode a, I rode a lime scooter down there about three miles, paid eight bucks and got down there on the lime. It didn't die, but I did wake up with terrible leg cramps. So I think it was the fault of trying to hang out of that scooter, you know, because <laughs> I was tense. You know what I mean? Like, Danny I was tight. Is so out of shape. I am. A I lime am really scooter up. gives him muscle pain. I, the next I did. Day. I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, ah, and it was like, <laughs> Because I get Charlie horses sometimes when I get dehydrated, especially hot days and didn't drink enough water and drinking, you know, booze all day. And then, um, which I was as well, but uh, I got a new one. You ever get the Charlie horse like in your groin area? Like the, the, your inner thigh, dude, I had never had that before. I woke up and I was like, I didn't even know how to get rid of it. Cause a Charlie horse, you step on and it goes away. But I don't get shit. any of those, Danny. Like, uh, I think maybe you should see a doctor. I really probably should. <laughs> has, it, probably, has it been over four hours? 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish. Um, so uh, anyway, I love Cincinnati Stadium. It was hot as hell, but Billy showed me a great time. Definitely check out his uh, his stand up. I don't know what he's got online. I think he's got a comedy album online that you could check out. Billy Devore, and just very funny stuff. Everybody was funny. Uh, I had a great time. The and and also like Cincinnati is a cool town. Like it's worth visiting. It's not some place you you think of, but they got artwork and murals all over the walls. They got delicious, delicious chili, and <laughs> <laughs> they got and uh, and the Cubs Come for the chili. Stay for the artwork. Skinny stay for the, yeah, and, Cincinnati. Yeah, and become a Reds fan because let me tell you, being a Cubs fan right now is not fun. And the Reds they they overtook us in the standings. During this season, this honestly, series. Honestly, though, I wouldn't even say that. Like, the Reds were not great these three games. That Reds team that beat the Cubs three straight games did not play, like, great baseball. They, yeah. It was – I mean, I don't watch the Reds enough to know if, like, that's sort of a thing they do. In the late innings, they put together a couple hits. But it just kind of looked like the Cubs imploding more than the Reds – their offense is beat the Cubs down, right? Their offense is usually better, and their bullpen is usually worse. And just, the Cubs just look like a defeated team. They're dead man walking, is what's happening. It's they're 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 on that green mile. That that, that it's it's <laughs> it's kind of like you just know where you're at. You know what's going on. And oh, we're all frustrated. Well, great. How about doing something How, again? Who who have you seen gotten pissed about this situation or really kind of try to? try to really kind of sh- shake the troops, Some, somebody doing something, somebody, and I know they're trying. I know they try. I know they're frustrated, but somebody's got to get these guys motivated. Somebody's got to get these guys moving. And it's, it's like I said, it just it doesn't look like a team that's having, obviously you're not going to have fun in a nine-game losing streak, but just it's so hard because everything has happened so quickly. I mean, to think, you know, that no-hitter happened wasn't that long ago. And we were tied for first place. And we went from that to a nine-game losing streak. What are we at now? Eight and a half, nine games back, nine and a half games back. It's insane. Right. We were apparently nine games over 500 because right now we're at 500. So nine games games over 500 is pretty good until a week later you're not. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, I mean, it makes me wonder, like, what do you think about, like, David Ross and kind of, you know, who he is, uh, you know, as the manager and is his job in, in peril at this point? Because, you know, I know that he was kind of, you know, ordained, you know, as the special assistant to the, the, I don't know, the, the golf caddy of, (laughs) of, uh, of the Cubs brass. And then, you know, they bring him in like that. He never has any minor league experience. They just, he's a catcher. He's their buddy uh, from before. And now, uh, you know, he's supposed to be holding everybody accountable. All he has done is bench hobby. And I don't know if like, you know, I mean, that's all I've seen. Like there might be some behind the thing, but is he's the dude that can like get these guys motivated, like for whatever reason, like Joe Madden, like, he could kind of pull a rabbit out of a hat sometimes it seemed. And, uh, I don't, I don't really get Ross's managing style except for that. He likes, um, letting pitchers bat when they don't need to. <laughs> I mean, yeah, some weird decisions. And I'm like, ah, what's the point of this? This is weird. I feel like Jed and Ross are the sacrificial lambs. They just don't know it yet. Right. Like, uh, 
the Ricketts knew that Theo was going to leave because they knew that because they didn't want to do anything that he wanted to do. Right. They weren't interested in fielding a, a, a winning team. So they got Ross, you know, because they can just ordain him and people are going to love him. The nostalgia thing. And then they did not change the front office. Theo leaving and going to uh, Jed, that's not changing your front office. The same people who were misevaluating everybody beforehand are still there, right? Hey. The, the, at least the ones at the top. And I think it's like the Ricketts overall plan to just get through these two years. This year is the last year of the CBA. Next year, there's probably going to be no baseball. And then they'll be able to fire these guys prior to 2023 when baseball starts to come back and just and and bring in I don't know a rod out of the fucking booth or some bullshit let me ask you guys a question you remember this you remember this that uh you know when Jed got the job and, and Theo left what did Jed say he wanted to do he wanted to hire a general manager he wanted someone from outside the organization a different set of eyes but you know, there's a pandemic, and so I want to interview these people one on one. And oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, right. You remember that? And, yeah. and, and, and so last I looked, man, I'm uh, you're able to travel and freely and hang out and do whatever you want. Is anyone Still ever? Know. Anyone ask any of the beat writers? Anybody ask? Hey, you know what's going on with the general manager search? Because you, you, again, you're going with a skeleton crew. They they they, they decimated their baseball operations uh, staff. Yeah. When you, if you guys remember, when Theo and Jed came here, the Cubs had one of the smallest opera, baseball operations staff. And that was the goal, was to get better scouts, get better eyes, get do all this. Now they've basically cut so many of those people. You don't even have a GM. Like what, what Jed is doing right now should be the job of somebody else. Yeah. So it's kind of just uh, – I'm – I don't know how much of it is managing. I don't know how much of it's advanced scouting going on. I don't know if it's a combination of problems. But, but you know, I, I said this year, and I, I was it's funny. I was like, you know, when I drive home from Wisconsin today, I was thinking about uh, popping in the old roundtable we did at the beginning of the season because I just remember thinking to myself, everything has to go right for this team to be successful. They got talent, but not enough. Not enough in the pitching. Everything's going to have to go right for this team. I, I think I put him at like 82, 83 wins, which I think is still a possibility. Um, again, you know, when you're talking, Michael, you were saying a 500 team, you know, that, that, you know, you can be, we'll, we'll see what happens, but it's, it's. Well, as soon as, as soon as they do start to trade a few of these guys and they end up with sort of the people that they, they quote unquote didn't want. And they start playing well, yeah, they might be able to hit that eighty win mark. Yeah, well, and then the other thing is like how how are they a five hundred team? It's weird because some teams like what would you rather? Would you rather that every week they're winning four games and losing three, or or then the next week they, it's the opposite and they lose four games and they win three, or and then that kind of thing? It's like wins and losses are interspersed. Or would you rather what this team does, which is like? Terrible, terrible April. Awesome, awesome May. Terrible, terrible June. We'll see what July is. So far, so bad. You know, but, you know, is that streakiness where the – I mean, and let's face it. When they were winning games, 
they weren't scoring a lot of runs. Remember all those like squeaking by with the one run and like we're all impressed that they're winning these cl- close games. Well, now we're losing the close games and it's, and then, you know, it, it's, but what would you rather? I guess well, that's my question. Would I, you I rather a team that is streaky or one that just kind of like puddles or piddles along for the whole year? Yeah. I'd rather the streaky because that, that we've had over the last few years, the, the win one, lose one. And you just don't know what to think about it. Now, last month, we were all excited. That was fun. This month, it sucks. But, hey, we had a month of excitement rather than uh, three months of just, like, what Mediocrity. the fuck is going yeah. on? Like we, Because when it's mediocre like that, you do think, like, oh, you can get better. And you Here's can a, take it. Couple, but that's what they did to us last down. month. And now this month, they've kind of shit on that couple things to address here, okay? I know this is a popular sentiment, and this is Vito Rio saying Ricketts is going to sell the team in 2023, and they own Wrigleyville, and they're going to milk the cow. I don't think the Ricketts are going to sell the team. I think they're going to hold on. And when you talk about... When you talk about milking the cow, and this is this is why I'm kind of very curious as to what this offseason does. I don't know what the CBA – let's just say the CBA gets settled. Big free agent class coming up. Here's the thing. They will make exponentially lots more money when the team is good, and that's what people don't get. As people say, oh, you just open up the doors to Wrigley and fill. That's not the case. I've been there. Probably that's literally what they – how they sold the fucking idea to Papa to Joe. Dad. But it's not happening. That it's is not a beautiful day when we went to the Marlins. Absolutely gorgeous weekend. They could not fill the corners. And normal, And I'll tell you, the Reds, they're selling tickets for $13 still. They're selling tickets for $15 on the 4th of July. And guess what? Now, the 4th of July, people have other shit to do. But on Friday night, that place was jam-packed more than I've seen Wrigley all year long. And that includes second opening day. If you recall, that was a beautiful day, and they couldn't sell that out. They could not Crowley, sell out opening day 2.0. It was yeah, Crawley, the only thing I'm, I'm saying is you're talking about the people who want to, who think they're going to milk the cow. I just think that – I think that's the Ricketts. I think they're the ones that thought that was going to be the case. I mean, are you talking about the Ricketts, or are you just thinking the fans are crazy here? What I'm thinking is more than anything is, is that when you invested in the neighborhood, which they did, when they bought up all the property, when they bought up all these things, it, it I've been to Wrigley like say like in 2003 when it was jumping, and I've been there in 2006 when they sucked ass and people didn't show. Yes, you're going to get money off season ticket holders, but a lot of people are going to eat those games. You're not going to get the money off concessions. Now you have hotels to take care of. Now you have uh, people that are renting your properties, and those people are paying a premium. And if if the Cubs are not that good, are people going to come down? Yeah. Dude, we've we've already seen it. It's we've, not going to be jumping. We've already seen it. Starbucks moved out. Right. Star, they tried to raise the rent in the Cubs building on Starbucks during a pandemic because they're like, they will pay any price to be in this amazing situation as a Ricketts tenant. And guess what? Starbucks said, fuck you. I'm not. And they, they wouldn't do it. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Jenny's ice cream would be out of there. Joe Madden closed his restaurant like a genius right before the pandemic started. And um, nobody's moved in there since because the rent is too damn high. The rent that guy high. should have 
That guy should have been president. That Jimmy and, guy. And, and again, when 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 the Cubs are good, there's no jumpier, explosive people on to blow money. But when they're not good, you do you have a lot less people down there, a lot less foot traffic, and all these businesses which the Ricketts now own before they didn't own them. Okay, so let's say you can't fill that corner Starbucks. That's lost rent for the Ricketts. That's money that they're going to lose. People aren't going to go to Hotel Zachary and plop down two to three to five hundred dollars a night to go to the hotel if the team sucks. Now you start winning games, you start having playoffs, you do that stuff. Change. You know what, Crawley? Though this this team is not going to do that. They're going to be the Pirates. We're going to be the fucking Pirates real soon because they're going to say they have to start winning before we spend money. And that's not going to happen. The thing that they had going for them before was the season ticket holders. The season ticket holders would buy those tickets because everyone wanted to be there the year that they won the World Series. It had been 100 plus years. So everybody's buying those tickets, right? It's the same thing. You know, everybody's putting the fucking uh, $10 on the Cubs every year in Las Vegas to win the World Series. That shit doesn't happen anymore because there's no historic World Series on the horizon. And, and you're in this position right now. You're there because of this nostalgia of your youth. You love the Cubs. You want to be there. A lot of those people wanted to be there when the Cubs won the World Series. That ship has sailed. That revenue is going to go away soon. And... The, the Ricketts are going to probably – I could totally see them selling just because they thought this was just going to print money forever, but they thought they could do it without spending money on and a I, team. They're going to fucking let this team run into the ground. It's We're going to have a, a Pirates situation where they want the team to win before they spend money, and that's just never going to happen. The, the difference, though, is when you talk about – with the like I said, with the Ricketts own, they also own that TV, that marquee, and 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 that's advertising dollars. So the, the the so the Pirates ownership has the team right, but they don't own anything like around there. They they have probably a TV contract. A lot of a lot of these teams they get a TV contract and somebody else takes it over. But the Ricketts have stake in marquee, and so if I think you, it's just more ways for them to lose money. Right. That's, what well, that's what he's saying. I mean, that that they okay, need this team to be good. Do you think they're going to fucking all of a sudden, like, no, we've been losing I, a ton of money. Let's just spend a bunch of no, money on the team no, and get them I, good I, so I that think, we'll, we'll start no, I, I, making I money? Think, they're not going to do that. No, no, they will do that because they're delusional, Michael. They are billionaires. They think that everything they touch turns to gold. They they will agree. They think it's all they're going to blame the pandemic. That everything's going to be blamed in the pandemic. They're going to continue to think that they're going to make a shit ton of money off of cup snakes out in the bleachers. They're going to think that they can put a, a subpar team that's a team that can't win at all and that people will still show up and you know what if they can charge eighty dollars a hundred dollars to a bunch of bros to sit out and make cup snakes in the bleachers and like it doesn't matter they still will draw more right now based on weather and drunk people post pandemic so they do not give a fuck about the, you know, about your long time. Can a family afford, afford, afford to go? They don't care because they, right now, it hasn't, right now it's working for them. I, I don't agree. I don't, with I don't, you. I don't, it's still 30,000 people, 30,000 right. people showing up. The other teams aren't getting that. 
Other teams aren't doing 30,000. They still exist. Okay, so I don't understand what you're saying. I'm saying the that team they, is not going to Crawley said that they're going to make money for when them. the team makes when the team gets good. Winning makes money. They haven't figured that out yet. So why are they going to figure that out in the next fucking couple of years? They're, they're making not, money. But That's they're not saying. going to. It's going to drop off. That that is starting to happen now. It is, it is already starting to happen, and that's with a team full of players that we all know, that we all love, and we're up to a week and a up until they left Wrigley, they were in first place. Now they're no longer in first place. By the end of the season, you're going to see the fact that Wrigley was not full start to go down. My point is they're not going to, in the future, they're not going to spend money on this team to get a winner. Un, you know that's, and then it's all going to go to shit, and then hopefully they sell because. So I I just I don't understand what you guys' argument is. You're like they're going to spend in order to make money. No, I don't think they're going to spend. That. No, I don't think they're going to spend. They fired everybody, and it doesn't matter because people keep showing up to Wrigley for the point. They're making money. My point is that Marquee Network, you know, I don't know what that situation is right now, but you know people are watching that shit. You know they're subscribing to it, whether they watch the game or not. They still keep the channel. You know, it's because like it's the they're only fine. way to do it. That's but. Well, this is the first big issue, right? This we is need the first to stop time, going. Like, Everybody in, needs to actually stop going, and that's not happening. In 2009, people still went to games. In 2010, people still went to games. Correct. In 11, they didn't. In 12, they really fucking didn't. You know, 13, they that, didn't. Yeah, 13, they didn't. That's what I'm saying. 14, they did because they kind of had a lot of shit going on. But, but they, yeah, I mean, like Harvey came up and. They are less than 12 months away from being in the playoffs, and they have largely the same team. And the fans, you know this, we are plugged in. We pay attention to this fucking team every goddamn day. Most of those assholes out there, the other 85%, don't know what the fuck they're watching. They have no clue. They still, you know, they they still think that – KB has been tearing it up all year, and he's the fucking savior of the franchise still. Like, they don't realize that he's hurt half the time and all this shit. They just don't know these things, and it takes a while for that to permeate into these people who buy these tickets, and they will stop buying it. Crawley's a, a season ticket holder. Season ticket holders are starting to stop buying. Who are the most fucking... Plugged in fans, the season ticket holders, people like us that watch the team every day. And we're starting to fucking see the cracks. That takes a little bit, you know, so I don't know why you guys think that the fans are going to continue to keep coming every year, especially when there's no baseball next year. There's going to be no fucking baseball next year. And in 2023, there's going to be a spike in like April, and then it's going to fucking drop off the planet. Again. I, I, I don't think I don't think fans are going to continue to come. I think there's a couple things that are going on now. Remember, like we just talked about, the Cubs were in first the last time they were in Wrigley Place, Wrigley Field, and and people were kind of jacked up after March. People in April were excited just to get tickets. They just wanted to go back after the pandemic. I just want to go to Wrigley Field, even if they suck. 
Okay. I, I had people, I, I sell tickets and I have like a distribution list of people I sell to. I had people I never even heard of, never asked me for one ticket that had been on my list for 10 years, come out of the woodwards being like, I want to go to Wrigley. Okay. That's going to subside. Then you got May where there was so exciting and fun and now you got 100% capacity and the bleachers are rocking and everything's going great. But then all of a sudden they go on this road trip, this disastrous road trip, okay? A 10-game road trip where they go one and nine. And and all of a sudden, now all of a sudden people are like, oh, this kind of sucks. And then you're going to get to the point where you are going to trade people and then people are like, okay, this sucks even more. I think people still miss – there's still a lot of people that haven't had the opportunity to go to Wrigley that still are going to want to do that. That's going to wear off. And Josh D in the comments, right, you, you know, hey, my brother and I are going this week and plan on two games. Changed our mind. We're going to one now. And you're going to start to see that more and more. My point about the Ricketts is that you different, – different than other teams, because of their investment in the neighborhood – and people stop going. I, again, we talked about it 2011, 12, 13, nobody went. Uh, 2005, 6, nobody went. You know, you had all these years where people got in the 80s. There were so many years where they couldn't get anyone into that stadium. And so it's going to be difficult this time because season ticket holders can always keep the Cubs somewhat afloat. But now if you have, now if you have a TV deal, that's ad revenue. You need to get that ad revenue. And so if the team sucks and all of a sudden the money's down and people aren't watching, you can't charge Prevagen however much you're charging them. You can't do that. If you're at a hotel and you can't fill a hotel, that's a problem. So their investments, just like they got, they did get killed on the pandemic. They got killed on the pandemic. They lost a lot of money that year of 2020. They, they did not lose a lot of money. They lost a lot of perceived profits. They thought okay, perceived that they would profit. make this much and they only made this much that's not a loss I, okay, and it's even were, better for them because they fucking fired every they're goddamn debt. player well, every no they're, they're in massive debt and they couldn't finance the debt i mean that's why they were making the spac so they could get more people in on their debt you know so they needed they needed cash infusions like right at a time and they could have had it like if 2020 happens you know they they're all set up to go big you know they got the new station everybody would have been excited they got they took it on the chin pretty hard as far as like you know having getting everything set up for it's like you, it's like about the poor people that like like Lyle, who you know, a lot of people know he used to be on the show. He started his restaurant in Maine, his new one, right before the pandemic. It was supposed to open in like March of that of 2020. Well, that's just shitty, terrible timing. He's like you know in debt for all the shit that he needs to start the restaurant. And all of a sudden, there's no restaurant to be in. Nobody can go to restaurants. And that's basically what happened to the Cubs 2020 season and the Rick as they're starting a new station. They've got – they finally, the hotel's open. All the construction's done. Everything's ready to go and pandemic. So it, it was really bad timing. I'll say that much. But I, I, I still contend they do not give a fuck. They don't care. They will continue to draft. They will keep the payroll as low as possible. They don't. They don't care. And that they and that there are enough bros out there that are going to make the cup snakes. That they don't give a shit because they're willing to pay a hundred bucks a ticket. So they why do they want five people buying for ten dollars and making fifty dollars as opposed to one bro who's going to pay a hundred? You know what I mean? And that still is happening because it's the thing to do. Those guys don't care about the baseball. We're I, no, I, I, I 100% care. fucking agree, Danny. That's, That's what why I've they been don't saying. care. 
Crawley was saying they're going to start spending on the team in order to make the team a winner so that they can make money. That is not how these fucking idiots think. Yeah, they and, think we're if we want to make money, the best way to make money is to fire people because that's our biggest expense. We'll just fire people and we'll we'll actually lower the experience. We'll make the experience terrible, and the only people who come will be those fucking like hundred people or people who will pay a hundred dollars a ticket that will keep them afloat for a minimal amount of time. And then they're going to have to fucking sell this team because there's no way that is going to work for them. But we all agree here. This is what I'm confused about in this argument. You yeah, guys, we agree. it feels like you guys are saying they're going to fucking spend on this team in order to start winning so that they make money, but they won't, they will not, do that. They're going to fucking start cutting people well before they're going to cut fucking Susie in the snack shack before they fucking spend a single dime to make this team better to, to make money because that's not how these fucking conservative corporate assholes think you make money. They think you make money by cutting everything and, and giving the smallest fucking possible you know bit. And when they do that Crawley, you're saying they own everything outside, and somehow that's going to keep – no, that's going to go away too because if you're not going to the fucking jewel of baseball, the fucking Wrigley Field, the reason that people go there is not for Hotel Zachary or any of the fucking shops or anything. It's to go to the stadium, and they're going to stop going there, and when they stop going there, they're going to stop going to fucking Hotel Zachary. They're going to stop going to the Starbucks, Joe Madden's. They're all Star- fucking – Starbucks is gone. And that's what they knew. They knew that they're, they're all leaving. Nobody's coming and that's going to cause more problems. And when they get more problems, this fucking ownership will never come to the conclusion. A championship is going to save us. They will never come to that conclusion. They will fucking cut and they'll cut and they'll cut and they'll cut and they'll cut. It's PK Ricketts all over again. Okay. This is the fucking thing that's going to happen. So I just don't understand the argument that you guys are making that Danny, you think everybody's going to continue to come and and pay these things. They will not. And Crawley, you think that they're going to fucking pay to buoy this fucking network. They will not. They will cut the fucking network before they fucking pay anybody on this roster, any money to try and make the network worth watching. So nine times. Right. <laughs> I, I, I again, uh, when I was growing up, my whole life, eighties, nineties, the Cubs were among like the cheapest ass teams that you could ever imagine. Absolutely, didn't spend shit. In the two thousands, they started to spend money. That was the Tribune company, especially they were trying to uh, boost the value of the team by having it being good at the end. It's the golden era of Cubs baseball, right, Crowley? Right. Basically since 98. Right. And so now you sit there and then the Ricketts come and, and, and the Ricketts hire Theo Epstein away. That was a huge coup, if you remember that. That was the biggest deal. Madden too. Well, it started with Theo and Theo looked at everything as like, holy shit, this organization's crap. We need to strip it down to everything and start all over again. Okay. And this is where we get mad because we were told they were only going to do this once. But then again, once all of a sudden, once you hit after 2014, when they felt that farm system was built up, 
Again, the Cubs were top in payroll, as they should be, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. So, and then we, we said that, what, in 19, 20, 21, they decided to stop spending those three years. What I'm saying is, is that they have, I mean, unless you think they're going to sell, but I just know billionaires like this also, like if you own a major sports franchise, that's kind of like a, oh, you got this? Well, I got the Cubs. You know what I mean? It's like, it was in the emails that the Cubs sent where Todd Ricketts was going, mm-hmm. where well, everybody thinks Tom's the boss and I'm the boss too. <laughs> it's the same you have this kind of like, you know, how do you prove to everybody that you, you know, you're swinging the biggest dick here? It's like, I own a sports franchise. I think they're going to have to start to, they're going to realize that there has to, that the more money you put, put into the team, you're going to get a lot more money back. And you're, if you don't, you're going to lose a ton of money. You kind of feel it's going to be a cascading effect where they're going to just bleed money out and sell. And I don't think that that's going to necessarily be. The- no, that, that's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping because <laughs> what I actually think will happen is that they're going to become the fucking pirates. They're going to make just enough money that it's, profitable they'll tell us they lose money every year right they told us they lost money last year and they didn't they're going to say because they're going to say from now on whatever they made in 2017 like right after the world series that fucking cash cow that they had that's going to be their bottom line they're going to say if we don't make 12 billion dollars every year it's a loss and so they're just going to keep going down that path and they're just going to keep saying well why should we pay for this team or or spend on this team when they lose? They lose money for us. Even though they make millions upon millions of dollars every year, they don't make the $12 billion that they fucking made in 2017. So they're going to call it a loss every time. And it's not going to change until they fucking catch lightning in a bottle like the Pirates did, and they have that three-year window uh, before – you know, when everybody's kind of good and if they make the playoffs right then it's great. And if not, they all fucking go somewhere else and, you know, have great careers wherever they go rather than in Pittsburgh. That's what's happened to that team. That's what's going to happen to this. team. We're already seeing it. Goddamn Kyle Schwarber never made the all-star team <laughs> with the Cubs. He's uh, he's on the nationals all-star uh, Nick Castellanos all-star. Right? These guys, you Darvish, uh, all-star. You Darvish might win the Cy Young this year. Like, all these guys are going other places because the Cubs won't pay for them. That, I mean, we're seeing it right fucking now. The only reason that they're not noticing it in the stands and stuff quite yet is because it's still brand new and people aren't fucking checked in. I think they are checked in. I, I mean, I don't think I think the Cubs still draw better than just about any other team, and I don't think I think the number one thing that will uh, that will say whether people or not will show up at Wrigley Field is the weather. One hundred percent, the weather is nuts. They're going to be out there in the bleachers making cups, Nicks. I guarantee it. You know, I'm very I, curious. Again. There'll, be low, there'll be low years, but I, you know, there'll be low years again when it's like a hundred. But it's going to take a hundred losses. A five hundred team draws in Chicago when the weather's nice. And more than other teams. Like, you know, there's other teams drawing 10, 12,000, 15, 18,000 a game out in Cleveland. Cubs are drawing 30, 35, and that is not a full house to us, but it is as much of a sellout as any other team does. That's going to go away, though. That's going to be 20. 
The Sun Rento Show is brought to you by Kansas City Steaks. Kansas City Steak Company wants to make this your best grilling season ever. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 15% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. SD, sports drink. From classic cut steaks to USDA prime to hard to find specialty cuts and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. These are steakhouse quality steaks aged to perfection. They make it so easy. Each order is flash frozen and delivered directly to you. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Enjoy their butter tender filet mignon, hearty Kansas City strip steaks and savory ribeyes. It's been a hard year, so enjoy being together again by bringing the steakhouse to your house with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 15% off of your order and free shipping with the code SD, sports drink at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD, 15% off people. We're talking meat get it thanks for sponsoring the show kansas city steaks now back to the sun ranto show the question that's going to be is what do again is there baseball next year and if there is what does management do and so if i'm sorry what does ownership and management do let's go both ways is that is is that we have these next two years are probably going to be as a cup fan the crystal ball into the future that's what i'm saying this next month these might be. Years, these next two years are going to be the crystal ball in the future. So maybe you get rid of Rizzo, Baez, and Bryant. If you better have some marquee names that are going to replace those guys. And so if all of a sudden you sit there and there's baseball next year and they get rid of Chris Bryant and be like, we'll just use Patrick Wisdom. If they get rid of Javier Baez and say, we'll just use Sergio Alcantara. I think you're going to see something different. And But again – if they yeah. sit there and they, and they decide to make some moves, and that's why right now I'm sitting here waiting to see what's going to happen. I don't know yet. I don't have the crystal ball yet. I know, Michael, you you know, you, you kind of feel a certain way. I'm kind of waiting to see what will happen, and maybe you're 100% right. Maybe they're going to sit there and be like, fuck it, we're not going to spend. Joe, I, I, I like so like Joe Kilgallen makes two really good points here. 2015, they were seventh in payroll, right? Right in the middle of that league. They only went over the tax in 16, 19, and 20. So whenever everybody's like, oh, they're fucking second and a thing, they only went over that tax in those three years, right? And then they bailed. They paid $11 million in luxury tax. Now, I'm trusting that Joe fucking did this, this research because I fucking didn't. But uh, they only paid $11 million in luxury tax. The Dodgers paid $150 million in the last seven years because they don't give a shit. They want to win. And uh, uh, Gordon uh, Wittenmeyer had a great interview talking to some guys, and Kershaw basically fucking pointed right at the Ricketts in their uh, front office and said, the Dodgers don't sell you Darvish. They yeah. Don't get rid of you Darvish. Yeah. And so, you know, Crawley, this is – so this is my, I guess uh, – response to that you think the next few years is going to be the crystal ball i think the crystal ball is what we've seen they only went over until they or they they got into a position to go over because of that world series and now they're fucking bailing as quickly as they can to get under that luxury tax because if you call it a tax they don't want to pay for it 
I've been saying it for years. You need to call it the winner's club and fucking everybody <laughs> wants to be in the fucking winner's club. But if you call it a tax, they'll fucking get away from that as quickly as possible. So do we have a poem about Cincinnati? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got, I think yeah, you got, got three poems. Yeah. But what, I don't really want to like look at the box scores of these games. It just, all you got to really know is that we out hit the Reds and it didn't matter because we lost all games by one run. Yep. Um, I mean, I, I wrote down stuff that happened if you want to talk about it. I mean, the, the only thing that really came out of this series that's positive is I, I, I'm, I'm now calling Patrick Wisdom P-Wiz. Hey, everybody, a quick message. Uh, last interruption of the show. I, I want you all to join our Patreon campaign. Why? Well, you get the show early, ad-free, and you help the Sunranto show stay on the air. You know, we got bills to pay. We got a website hosting uh, due real quick. Uh, we've got uh, our... Uh, stream yard that we've got to pay for we got tickets and beer we got there's expenses people there's expenses with keeping the show on the air and you should help us pay for it um go to patreon.com slash sunranto patreon.com slash sunranto patreon.com slash sunranto p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash s-o-n-r-a-n-t-o and become a patron today uh we'd really appreciate it there are 105 other cubs fans that have done exactly that and you should join them because it really helps us keep the lights on. Please help the Sunranto show stay in the air. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. You can pay all at once. It's like $10. If you buy each one of us a beer at the ballpark for doing the show, that's like $3 level. If you want the photographs and you want the uh, music, it's $5 level. If you want to get your name on the end of our live recording as a, as a special supporter of the Sunranto show, that's a $10 level. I know some of you guys can afford it. Um, if you're, if you love Cubs baseball and Cubs talk and you want to help us out, then please become a patron. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. And I won't bother you again about this because you'll be getting the free ad-free feed straight to your Patreon account. But you don't, you gotta listen to ads like this one. You could, you don't need to, you don't need to. One dollar will change all that. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Back to the show. Which is pretty cool. <laughs> I, I like him. I like Patrick. I'm a, I'm a fan. I mean, I don't think he should play replace Chris Bryant, but he's a, I, good, he's I a would, good player. He's got a good arm, too. I would say one one good thing that came out of this was Adbert Alzali's start. Yeah. Three runs well, give over us seven poem. innings. Give us the poems. Oh, you actually want to... I, we don't yeah, have to do actually, them. Not no, great. I want to hear the poems. Okay, so the first game, uh, Cincinnati 2, Chicago 1. Mills and Gray missing baseball bats. Umps with no zone. Hayward and Votto get fat. Nothing to see here. 26 Ks between. Seven straight losses. Worst we've seen. And that was really about both teams. That 26 yeah. Ks was... The, both teams fucking sucked in that game, only and but partially because the umps were terrible. Well, like Jim those Wolf, guys, what Jim Wolf, the, Jim Wolf, the home plate umpire, he must really like fireworks because he <laughs> wanted to get through that game. He was just like, foot, it's six inches outside the zone. Doesn't matter. I want to see some fireworks. Six, a strike two, strike three, and then I got this this great picture of Jack Peterson. I don't have it loaded into the the show right now, but he's when he when he stood back and he put his hand on his hip and gave the old stare down. Oh my God! To Jim Wolf, I mean, it was bad for both teams too. It just, it was rough, and yeah, 
and that's why I that's why I put that in there. I don't normally write about both teams unless something happens. But yeah, twenty six strikeouts between both teams. It was terrible. But it's because you know, hey, batters can't hit if there's no zone. If they have right. no fucking idea where the zone is, you cannot hit the baseball because then pitchers can throw it wherever they want. You know, yeah, it, I, I missed uh, the only run too. I was getting food during the only. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I went out to get food right when Jay Hay knocked in Bryant. So I missed the only thing the Cubs did that was good, except for Mills was great. Mills yeah, pitched yeah. great. He struck out what nine, but that's you know a lot of that might be the ump. Let's right. see. Yeah, he struck out nine, five point two, gave up the two runs. I mean. I mean, it, with that, I mean, those two runs are his, but you you, you kind of got to place it on um, Adams Organ, the new guy. Yeah. Adam well, Organ. I mean. You give up two runs and you lose. It sucks. You know, it's like. Right. You give, and you come in with guys on base and a couple of them score. It's like, ugh, you know, like it, that's a tough position for anybody. You can't expect, you know, what you, what you're hoping is that you limit the damage which he did. They were only down by one. And then the fucking offense just scores a couple runs. That's all they have to do. So, yeah. All All games were the same. Shall we move on or more to say about that game? No. All right. Poem two, yeah. Cubs poem, 83. Cincinnati three, Chicago two. A couple of uh, limericks here. Alzali pitched well. Three and seven could have been swell. Sabermetrics has said the RBI is dead and RISP is the Cubs' hell. Ricketts beguile while L flags pile. Use at the beach a title out of reach and billionaire bosses just smile. Yeah, Alzheimer's pitch great. That's a positive thing I could say. Six strikeouts, seven innings, gave up the three pitches. Runs. 83 pitches. Or 82 pitches, I guess it shows here. Um, But, yeah, I've been wanting Alzali to go deeper into games for a while, right? And he can't do it a lot of times because they are trying to limit the amount of pitching he does. And if he's walking guys or, you know, there's, you know, high pitch counts, he can't get deep. So in order to get seven – he has to stay in that 80 range, right? And to do that is great. That's a that's a position. If you make it through seven innings with 82 pitches, that is a position that you could, even in today's, you know, baseball, you could possibly pitch a complete game. Danny, and three runs is not that much, right? Like, that shouldn't have lost him the game. You know, Danny, I know that you, you know, you have the song comparing the Cubs, the, the 2016 Cubs to the 85 Bears. And one of the things that if you're, you know, especially if you live in the Chicagoland area, there's always documentaries, radio shows, podcasts, everything about the stories of the 85, 86 Bears, even though it's been God knows how many damn years since like 30, 40 years now. Yeah, almost just all the stories. There's a lot that, that when, when all is said and done, it, you know, I've, I've mentioned this before that I want to know, but, but Jay Hay in that game, bases loaded first inning, Jay Hay strikes out. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. is that at the end of the day, how much that Jason Hayward deal 
affected the, you know, obviously there's, like I said, things that we're going to want to go into. Why did they fire all the coaches after 2017? Uh, what, what happened? You know, why was Addison Russell such a douche and how did they screw that up? All the different things that you, you take a look at, but Jason Hayward's contract. And it's funny because people defend him like a Christ like figure or something. Like you can't criticize the contract or say it's a bad contract, but you know, it has really hamstrung this team in so many ways. And I guess every time we see Cincinnati now, look, here's the thing about Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber, you know, everyone was all frustrated. And now that he's doing good, everyone's like, we never should have traded him. Nobody was like, like I was thinking that that was the thing that killed the Cubs this offseason. He's having a great run. Congratulations, Kyle. He's a straight. Well, and he's injured. He's injured right. now, so he won't be in the All-Star yeah. game, even speaking though he's Speaking of hamstrung, yeah. But yeah. He, he is a streaky kind of player. The thing to me that will always get me was the difference that Nick Castellanos made on that team. Nick Castellanos yep. was, to me, the perfect type of hitter. Everyone's going, oh, Nico Horner, we need Nico. Nico's a kid, man. Nick Nick Castellanos was a man. Proven. Dude. Hitting the shit out of the ball, perfect for Wrigley Field. I never saw him being terrible at defense. But and even Crawley, if he was, Nico and and Nick don't play the same positions, we could have had them. We could have had them both. Well, yeah. I have no doubt. I'm just saying is is that my whole point is is that Schwarber has been kind of the same issue as all the other players that we have: strikeout, home run, walk, and and he always struck out looking at ball at ball four, you know what I mean? Yeah. And a three two count. My point being is is they bet. They had to they could keep one. I know you could say they could have kept both, but the decision was going to be made with the outfield that you had. There's no way you have a Schwarber Castellanos outfield. That's really bad. But uh they were going to keep one of them. And they went with the cheaper option. Schwarber had the a really great second half. Castellanos had a great second half. But they didn't keep – Castellanos' contract was four years, $64 million. That's not – that's not – It's like, like 12 opt yeah, yeah, he's got like an opt-out after every month on that contract, and it's right. only four years. And, and and it was just like, why – like that was just such a mistake because he's different, a different hitter than Schwarber. He, is, he makes a lot of contact, which this team clearly doesn't. And so I just think every time we face the Reds, I look there and I'm like, God, how good would Castellanos still look? And he wanted to stay. He wanted to stay in Chicago. Didn't the, they didn't offer him? The fans loved him. Danny, you brought this up, I think, when you were talking with Billy DeVore, how he was only with the Cubs for six weeks and the fucking fans fell in love with him. Yeah. And and it's really a shame we couldn't have him because I enjoyed watching him play this whole weekend and it was in I see how much this I sat with all Cincinnati fans including Billy how much they love him and I'm like yeah dude we would too and and it's sour grapes because you know it was exact you're right Crawley he's exactly the kind of hitter we needed a doubles machine he's on pace to do what he did in the year that he broke the record and that would be exactly what this team could use you know like I mean all right bases low the first inning Nick Castellanos is up not Jason Hayward. Double off the wall. Cubs scored three. That's all they needed to win that game, and that, and that they could have blown it up. But they can't. But even in the games, and like one of the losses that maybe we should never talk about again, when they scored seven in the first against uh, Milwaukee, and they couldn't even stem that bleeding. You know, that's why I started thinking about David Ross. I'm like, really, when you need to win the the worst, and you have a seven run lead, you can't even get that done. Okay, well, and now I'm wondering, you know, and you know, even I, I don't blame. Uh, Ross for leaving Alzelay in in that 
to give up that third run. He gave up a couple solo shots to the Reds. You know, that was like, – Votto hit one straightaway center. By the way, did you sit check? Nobody even said anything about it, but Ortega totally ran out of room and bumped oh, yeah. his head right <laughs> into the wall. And nobody made fun of him about it, but I I would be remiss if I didn't make fun of Ortega. I, for, I totally saw that. He had no idea where that wall was. No clue, just bumped right into it. He was like, oh, 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 well. No, I, my my thought on three runs, though, they were solo shots or whatever. Like, he wasn't – he didn't give up a crooked number there. It was one in different innings. My thought is always three runs, the pitcher should win. Your offense should be better than that. You Especially know? against the Reds' crappy bullpen, man. Like, they just got Heath Hembry up – that, you know, and he's like a veteran. He's not now closing games for them, like the ghost of this guy. And it's, yeah. it, it was, imp- we couldn't get shit yeah. done off so, their bullpen at all. The only runs we got were off of their starters who are actually really good. Yeah. No, if, if, if the pitching staff can limit the damage from the other team to three runs, then the team should win. If yeah. the offense can uh, score five or more runs, then they generally should win. That four is kind of the push. It's kind of the, the midpoint where you never really know what could happen. But you feel like if the offense scores five, then your pitching staff, if they're worth anything, should be able to keep them to four or less. And, you know, same thing. If they only score three, if, if your offense only score, or scores three or less, then you should be losing because the other team's pitching kept you down. So I have a poem number three. I mean, I, I want to get through these games because, like, Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> so, uh, Cubs game poems, 84. Reds, three. Cubs, two. Again. Mm. Hendricks was fine. Ross pulled him. Now Cubs have lost nine. Hendo drove in a run. No need for DH. Two rules is more fun. Cubs only had three Ks and 11 hits. But they lost anyways. Ross went to the pen. Winkler was wild. And the L's just won't end. Nine times. Nine times. I, I, I believe that's my last one that I'm allowed in this one. <laughs> I believe is, that's is it, nine. Is it like uh, how many times the catcher can go out and talk to the yeah, pitcher? Yeah, like, I've already used mound my visits. mound visits. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this one, Nico's back. That's really good. He didn't He didn't do great, but he hit the ball hard a few times. He got robbed on one play kind of by uh, Eugenio Suarez, who is doing way better now that they moved him off a shortstop. I don't know if you noticed that. Um, right. Like he's back at third. Now he's doing good again uh, where, you know, people thought that he might have been done. But um, I guess it's good Nico's back. He's going to work his way back in. He didn't look like that. He looked like old Nico anyway, you know, just except for the 0 for 4 part. Um, I, I think that's a question. Right. What do you think it's going to take to DFA Eric Sogard? I'm just – do I mean like – do I, I mean like all I want to do is why is that guy still on the team? Because he just, can get – I mean because when you need – one of those little like Tommy LaStella type uh, squiver base hits to get on base. He can still do that. He'll suck. He sucks at driving in any runs or anything, but like he just <laughs> shouldn't be starting. He shouldn't be trying to drive in runs. He's like one of those dudes that you just have to get on base in the eighth inning in a tie game and like, you know, push that he's, run across. He should he be the last guy on the bench, right? Yeah. He's the, la- 
or or you or your backup catcher because Lobaton. Oh no, he's gone forever. Like we're never, never going to see him again. <laughs> he's living with his mom now. Um, who is who is the backup catcher right now? I don't even fucking know. Gushu. Gushu. Oh, right. Yeah, Gushu. Yeah, he was. Did he get into that game yesterday? I forget which one it, it was, but, but <laughs> yeah, he but, he pinched it yesterday. Yeah, Billy, because Billy turned to me. Is like he's like who? <laughs> I was like like exactly. That's, I was like, you're right. I say <laughs> the same thing. And the pitching was good in this one. Like Hendricks, you know, he gave you only the six. Um, yeah, Winkler got wild. But, you know, now that he can't use the sticky stuff, it may be a little bit – I mean, you wonder about watching these guys see who is maybe using the stuff. But he hit he hit a batter to, to force in the go-ahead run. No, hey, no, the tying walk, run. Didn't he walk two and hit one? Yeah, he uh, had, maybe he walked one and hit one, but you know he didn't walk anybody. They got they got oh. hits off of him. He gave up two hits, and uh, and, then, and then and then Chafin had to come in, and uh, he got his ground ball, but they couldn't turn the two because it was like this weird hit, and like everybody was out of position, and just you know just and then they pushed across the other run, they, you know. But they were they were threatening in that inning. They Cubs out hit him yet once again. Uh, I mean, Wilson Contreras, that was kind of ugly. He stretched singles into doubles all weekend long, and then he tried to do it one more time. And then he just, like, he slid, like, halfway between first and second. He just kind of tumbled in. It's like, not this time, bro. But at least he's out there trying to do something. I mean, he stretched a couple. He he already was good. And, like, the Reds announcers are so salty about it. Like, they're like, you know, because I guess he kind of dogged – yeah, you rolled over on one. He didn't really run it out um, sometime during game two. and uh, But he had already legged out a double yesterday and already legged out a double that day. And then the, the Reds guys were like, oh, look at this guy dogging it out there. And then the other announcer had to the, come the in. The TV guys? Yeah, the TV guys for the Reds. Oh, the, I, I like, listened to their their thing yesterday, and I didn't think they were that bad. But I didn't. No, hear the I'm first not two. saying they're that bad, especially since Tom Brenneman's gone. But uh, you know, so they but they were dogging on Wilson, and then the other guy's like, "Well, he did kind of leg out a double, and he he does have hamstring issues. Oh, and he's a catcher." And I'm like, "Yeah, like leave him alone, <laughs> like you asshole. Like he's not gonna run around, run out like a freaking st- slow grounder <laughs> to second. Like, sorry, bro, like." You know, always oh, respect ninety. I'm like, I get it. Like anything could happen, but like, if the ball gets away, he'll run. Okay, like he'll start. Yeah, and of all the guys that sometimes dog it, he's maybe the last on that list. Like he almost always speeds it down to first, trying to get there and make something happen. So. Yeah, sorry, I sneezed, so I muted myself for a moment. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have the worst allergies here, man. Like, I don't know, these trees, I'm just sneezing constantly. I'm covered it's, in mosquito it's, bites. It's the, the, the chili. It's the chili, man. That chili is just fucking killing your uh, immune system. It's eating you away from the inside. It is. Um, well, speaking of uh, chili, which rhymes with Philly, the Cubs uh, are home, which thank God, because um, – we're absolutely dog shit on the road. We're 16 and 29 now on the road. I mean, that is just ridiculous. So only, we're just only, the, uh, only the Rockies are worse than the Cubs, I think, on the road. Like, yeah. they, they've won like six. Well, this is, and this the, is still like, this is like the second year. I think, remember when Joe Madden got fired in 2019? Same thing. They could not win on the road. On the road. 
It's the weirdest ass thing. I don't know what the problem is. And somebody mentioned earlier, you know, when we were talking about Ross, they're like, we should have got Girardi. Cup fans, I'm going to be honest with you. Joe Girardi had some really good talent on those Yankees teams. Uh, Joe Girardi is not doing anything special in Philly. I don't think he would have done anything special here. Yeah, uh, not the I answer. agree. And and you look at what the Phillies, they got that uh, that asshole Odabel Herrera back. I guess he served his whole suspension, so his dumbass is back on the Phillies. They still got, you know, I mean, I'm looking up and down, they're 39 and 41. I mean, I didn't count yesterday's game. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. They're totally a middling team. You know, they, they tried to go for it with Jake Arrieta. They still got Bryce Harper. And then Jake, you know, you see what, you know, we're at now even in the – the last throws of that decline, but he started that decline getting injured all the time in Philadelphia. Um, and uh, they've recently lost to the Mets. They beat the Padres. Cause I don't think the Padres are all that they think they are. Cause they're not able to win baseball games anyway. Like in the end, they're, they might not make the playoffs at this point. If San Francisco keeps playing like this. Um, or you can see a 2015 situation where both the wild cards come from the same division. And that's who, what it feels like. It's- yeah, and that, I think that's likely, but then that's just a one-game play-in situation unless they figure out some new shit. Um, oh, but, but yeah, they'll, call it a, they'll call it the fucking playoffs, and they'll sell that shit. Playoffs! You lost in the fucking wild card, which is not a playoff game, and well, I mean, uh, but they'll, they'll Fran- claim it. San Francisco's still hanging on. For first place there, 53 wins. San Diego, uh, L.A. has 53 wins, only a half game back. And San Diego, uh, they, they got 50 wins, and they, they're put four and a half back right now. But nobody's even close to them. Uh, Cincinnati's got 43 wins. That's the next team. Bats have 43 wins, and that leads the freaking East, which kind of yeah, surprised so, people. So but that's going to be your entire – Yeah. It's going to be the – it's, it's going to be the 2015 – NL Central again. Yep. And good and I got more good news for you is that Philly sucks on the road too. They're 15 and 26 on the road. So that's good. They're kind of hurt. Um starting pitcher Sam Coonrod, he's hurt. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just wanted to say his name cuz it's stupid. Um Matt Joyce has been hurt, but I don't know. He might be back. He, he was on the 10 day on June 10th. Chase Anderson is starting pitchers out. So, um, uh, Cornelius Randolph, which I was like, are, did, like, did I get in a time machine? Like back to <laughs> like, who is this guy? But what a name Cornelius Randolph. Well, you're not going to see him. He's hurt. Um, was Roman Cornelius Quinn. the guy from, uh, hello uh, Dolly. Uh, no, no, no. I'm thinking of the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Cornelius. Oh, yeah, Yukon Cornelius. Yeah. The misfit lumberjack or whatever the fuck he was. Yeah. They got Jojo Romero, which sounds like, a, you know, maybe like a Nickelodeon teenage tween <laughs> show. You know, it's like the adventures of Jojo Romero. And then you got um, Sir Anthony Dominguez, which kind of, <laughs> yeah, I mean, which kind of sounds like, you know, a Dominican knight. So... All and, I'm and wondering is maybe in the off season, maybe in the off season we put together a team of best names. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I, the Phillies win so far, and that's just their <laughs> IL. That's just the guys that aren't going to be playing. Um, but so that's what I'm saying. It's like the Phillies are underperforming. That might be why they got a bunch of starting pitchers on the IL, and it's not going great. Um, 
Offensively, the Phillies are actually a little bit better than the Cubs, but they're both middling teams, 18th and 20th in OPS. The Phillies do not hit home runs, uh, even with Bryce Harper on their team. They're 23rd in homers. Cubs are 6th in homers, all solo shots, obviously. Um, both teams are average in taking the walk. The Cubs are striking out a shit ton. They're now 4th most strikeouts, surprising nobody. Phillies <laughs> are 10th. So uh, the Cubs uh, and Phillies, they both will steal some bases here and there, 7th and ninth in stolen bases. But here's the big difference here. And tell me what you think about this. Uh, we're always complaining that about the solo shots. Are they? And I haven't looked it up, like if there's been situations. The Cubs have been caught 21 times this year, which is a shit ton, on the base paths, getting thrown out. Maybe, I wonder how many runs extra we could have scored if you didn't get thrown out at second. Now, some of that's going to be failed hit and runs. I don't really remember times where it was egregious, where I was like, man, he hit a home run right after that. I don't remember anything specific, if anybody could think of something, but it's something I kind of want to look up. We talk about managing, and this is something that I've seen a lot this year, and I'm not talking about stolen bases, but just poor base running in general. Like, I can't even tell you the number of times that Anthony Rizzo and, and Wilson Contreras are the two that pop into my head that always, like, keep trying to – I get you on a hustle and stuff like that, and it works out. It's great. But more often than not, they get chucked out. How many times did we have people get thrown out at second base, picked off? Uh, they're hit and runs. You have a team that can't make contact. Hit and run might not be the greatest play for you. Yeah. Exactly. So you need a couple dudes like that, which you kind of would have had uh, if Horner was in the lineup uh, that whole time. You know, at least he is a more of a contact bat. Um, so it, if you want to, let's take the look at the, who is on the Phillies. Here's their offense. Uh, you know, Bryce Harper is obviously the big name. Uh, he's got an 891 OPS. He's got 14 dongs. Andrew McCutcheon. 13 home runs, but their big slugger is uh, Reese Hoskins with 18 home runs on the season so far. But he's only got a 761 OPS because he's only batting 225 and he's got an OBP of 301. So, like, really, uh, I mean, McCutcheon's, uh, he's got a 352 OBP because uh, he's taken his walks and a 229 average. So, but like, the only dude that's really scary is still uh, Harper, Gene Segura. Has got it OPS over eight hundred, so but they're, they're a disappointing season for them um, right now. I mean, it, it, I don't know. It's when like, you look at when you look at a lot of the teams in the East. The NL East has been a shocking division to kind of watch and be like, "Wow, how is everybody so bad?" Yeah, yeah. The Mets don't score. They have great pitching. The Phillies should be scoring. I mean, who knows? Maybe they're built shittily. Like they seem like the Cubs, like just like a middling. You got the injuries, and then you got some guys doing good, but never all at the same time because, you know, there are 500 baseball teams. Atlanta should have been in the World Series last year, and they choked it away, and they're not they're not doing much. They're under 500. Yeah, uh, three and a yeah, half they out, were the, though. They were the big favorite in the East, weren't they? Yeah. Well, the Mets kind of bought themselves a team before it started, you know. So, you know, it's but either way, Phillies, Phillies fans got to be scratching their heads being like, why are we so mediocre? Just kind of like how Cub fans are. Um, and then the pitching, the team ERA is a quarter run higher than the Cubs, 423 to 395 for the Cubs. But then you look at the bullpen and the Cubs are now up to a 308 bullpen, which is still second in the majors. And the Phils have a 469 nice. ERA. Nice. 
And um, eighth, that's eighth worst in the majors. So the Reds were there too, and we didn't get to them. So let's see if we can get to the Phillies bullpen. Uh, the Cubs have walked the fourth most batters. The Phillies are average. The Cubs have the most strikeouts out of the bullpen in the majors. The Phillies have the fourth fewest. So you should be able to make contact if you can get into that pen. And uh, the Cubs have given up the fourth fewest home runs out of their bullpen, and the Phillies are about average there. So um, let's take a look at their bullpen, see if there's any uh, any names of note. The Most innings have been taken by Ranger Suarez, another great name. Um, he's got a .85 earned run average. Uh, he's doing great. He's only given up two home runs and 31 innings pitched. His whip is .69. Nice. Yeah, pretty good. This um, team just reminds me of that time we talked about when the Japanese video game company had to come up with American ballplayer names. Like this yeah. is what it seems like. They don't seem real. Ranger Suarez and uh, the Archie Bradley's pitching in this bullpen. You might remember him uh, being a starter for Arizona and uh, doing well. Uh, Brandon Kinsler made it on this team, so maybe oh. we get to see. Yeah, maybe we can get some inside information out of his loose lips. Um, and, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe we get to see Jojo Romero. I don't know. Probably not because he's injured. Um, Chase Anderson uh, is injured, but was also pitching out of the bullpen on this team. So, uh, I don't know. They're, they're not good. I'm just saying you look at these ERAs, lots of fours, lot, a couple sixes, like there's no reason. Brandon Kinsler has got an ERA near nine. Um, I don't see why we can't beat this team. Um, uh, the Phillies average defensively. Cubs are uh, have a, a, they're an above average defensive team. Their Cubs Durr is seven oh nine to the Phillies six eighty two, which is the fourth worst in the majors. And uh, both teams have a below average caught stealing right now with their catchers. So maybe well, we can run on their guy. If you want to know how we're going to lose to them, they're just going to swing out of their shoes all all week. They're just gonna fucking swing through everything, and you know a lot of lot of warning track shots. What is but the weather looking like, Danny, for this four games? Hot. It's gonna be two games of hot, hot weather tonight in Chicago. We're getting that uh, that heat cone, aren't we? We're in the heat, the heat cone. cone coming down from the northwest is now hitting us. It's like a polar vortex from Texas. I don't know. I, I don't know how it works. <laughs> but uh, yeah, ninety tonight. 90 tomorrow, Tuesday. Then it's on Craig Kimbrell uh, Chia Beard night on Wednesday. It's going gonna, it's gonna to rain maybe, and you could see some showers. It drops down to 80, and then a low of, of 71. Uh, well, actually, a low of 63 for the night game on Thursday, which is unfortunately a night game. So yeah, that'll be a, a nice night game, though. Well, not very nice unless it's 69 at Game time. Okay, it could Danny, be. I gotta ask: Are you going to any of these games? I I will. I don't know when I'm leaving Cincinnati, but I I might go and try to get that chia beard on uh, Wednesday. And you know, the the rain helps that situation a little bit. You know, because it helps it's the like, chia beard too. You can pour it in and just let the nature take its course. Yeah, exactly. You even have to buy water for six dollars at Wrigley. Um, I'll be there yeah, Tuesday so, night if anyone's going to be out there. So. I, I may come down on Tuesday I, if I leave tomorrow. That's tomorrow night. I, if I leave tomorrow, I might come Tuesday night, but I don't know. 
Um, and then, uh, yeah, all these games are at 7 p.m. for no reason. Thursday should be a day game. Friday is a day game against the Cardinals, so they got a they got a two games in a 24-hour period, so that makes no sense why they're doing it that way. It's, fucking play it in the daytime. It's Wrigley Field. It's the last game of the series. Play it in the daytime, you stupid assholes. Just putting that out there. Um, all games are at 7, and if you're going to buy them, uh, if you're going to go to these games and you use StubHub, please use our link. Go to sunranto.com slash StubHub. Nobody has used the link yet. I checked yesterday. Please, if you're going to go to the game and you use StubHub, remember sunranto.com slash StubHub. We get a dollar and we will spend that on StubHub fees later on in the season. <laughs> and really looking forward to that. Um, first game, uh, lefty Matt Moore is going to go up there for the Phillies. Last time he went out there, didn't give up any runs on three hits, only struck out two through five against the Mets. But um, mostly he's been used out of the bullpen and um, actually been used kind of as their cl- – uh, like at the end of games too, like finishing it off. They they use them to finish off losses, it seems. <laughs> like he pitches in the ninth inning of like six to one, five to one, and four to nothing losses. Like that's when they're like, dude, go out there. And lose one for the team, if you yeah. wouldn't mind. <laughs> and uh, so, but he's, but so we should be able to get to this guy because he's not that good. You know, he's got a five seventy nine ERA. Um, the Cubs have seen him before, not a whole lot. Jack Peterson saw him the most, and he's three for nine with a dong. But Riznik's got a dong after off him, but he's only batting one twenty five. And Javi Baez has a dong. Anthony Rizzo's got two dongs, and is five for six off of lefty Matt Moore. So don't tell me that we can't win this baseball game, except for the fact that Cubs are throwing out Zach Davies. And um, there's going to be a lot of Zachs in this well, Wait a sec. You said Zach Anthony Davies has been okay, you're though. Telling, you're telling me Anthony Rizzo crushes it, right? Anthony Rizzo crushes it. Are you taking that money line on the, on the bet? No, I do beat the streak. So I'm going to pick Anthony Rizzo for a hit today. Yeah, do it. Right now. So, yeah, I love it. I think that's a good call. He's five for six off Matt Moore. Um, last time Davies went out there was in a two to one loss to Milwaukee. Um, he only went four innings. They only let him pitch 84 pitches and the Cubs lost two to one. He only gave up those two runs, six strikeouts. He was great against the Dodgers. He, uh, was in the only win, uh, the no hitter. He started that one, pitched six innings of that no hitter, even though he walked five and then he was. Pretty good all month, except for one dog shit loss that I was at to Miami, where he gave up eight runs through six. But yeah, the walks are concerning with him here a little bit. He's, you know, uh, four and four innings, four and six innings, six and six innings. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, I was looking at the strikeouts. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> no, he's, yeah, he's pitched pretty well. No, I mean, yeah, I, 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 was, I got, I got confused. Looking at your little stats right here, and I got one line over, and I'm like, oh my god, he's walking everybody. But his five walks in the no hitter were his uh, season high, so it's yeah, it's okay. not that bad. He just doesn't strike out a lot, guys. He needs the soft contact, you know. And if that's working out, then it works good. Uh, Phillies have seen him a little bit. Uh, Andrew, Andrew McCutcheon and Odubel Herrera and Jen Segura. All have dogs off of him, and uh, McCutcheon's batting three fifty seven. Seen him the most. Um, 
You know, so, Danny, I don't know if you remember this, but I'll always uh, – when when Mitch Williams came to Club 400 and he talked about how sometimes they give these players too much information, and the, the one that he pointed to was Reese Hops, Hoskins. He's like, man, they screwed that kid up. I remember when that kid came up, he absolutely – he went on one of those tears like Pee Wiz went on earlier, and everyone was like, oh, my God, this kid, but he hasn't really done much. Yeah, he had, but this year he's got 18 dongs, so, like, don't sleep on him for sure. I oh, mean, he he's – <laughs> yeah, he he reminds me of you know in the uh, the old Looney Tunes cartoons that big baby, you know that giant. It was it's like a, a like a it's bigger than the adults in the cartoons, but it's this yes. giant big fat baby. That's who Reese Hos- Hoskins reminds me of, just like a like Huey. Is that his name, yeah, baby, baby Huey? Yep, baby, baby Huey. And he always yeah. tries to grab one of them and squeeze them too tight. Yeah, exactly. It's like uh, George from of Mice and Men. Mice and Men, yeah, totally. Uh, so then the, the next game is going to be, uh, I like to call him Ariola, even though his name is Aaron Nola. And it's <laughs> really too close. Uh, he's going to go out there uh, for the Phillies. And let's see what he did last time. He sucked. Even though he struck out 11 through 4.2, which is really good, he managed to give up seven runs on nine hits as well. So that's kind of a weird line there. But time before, that was against Miami. Time before against the Mets, he struck out 12. So uh, I'd say take the over on Cubs strikeouts in this one because this guy can really bring it, and he has in the last couple of games. Um, but he's gotten rocked a few times this year, man. He was He's kind of ace material. He's given up five a couple times. He gave up six once, gave up seven last time. So hopefully, you know, we just don't strike out 27 times and can manage to put up some runs. But he's, you know, he's either like feast or famine. He gave up nothing through eight against the Yankees and then and the Mets. And then he's given up seven and six in between. So, like, who looks knows? Like he throws throws a, get? Looks like he throws a ton of pitches to get those strikeouts, too, though. Like, you see, uh, in the last two games, he's got 23 strikeouts in 10 innings. That's a lot. But yeah, it's 90, 99 pitches in five innings, 98 pitches in, well, 5.1 and 98 pitches in 4.2. That's a lot of pitches to get those. So, I don't know. I don't know if I like the idea of, you know, Cubs facing anybody nibbling the corners like that. Because he doesn't walk a lot of guys, you know, yeah. no walks and then 11 strikeouts, you know, uh, against St. Louis earlier in the year, no walks and 10 strikeouts. So, like, he can bring it. And it, so I think like you, you got, and then he wipes them out with the fucking slider or something. Yeah, you've got to hit him. You just have to hit this guy early in the count. You got to be looking for your pitch and you got to fucking ambush it. And if you don't do that, you're going to strike out 27 times tonight. <laughs> Cubs versus Nola. Um, Anthony Rizzo's got two home runs. I'm looking for a big series out of Rizzo. His numbers against all these guys are really good. Uh, Javi's got a homer, but he's only batting 182. Bryant's got a homer, uh, but he's three for 10. I mean, with a double, I mean, you, you got to ambush this guy. What can I say? They've uh, they strike out a third of the time against him, so it hasn't been terrible. You, but you're you got eight eighteen OPS. You got four home runs and sixty six at bats. You just got to be uh, swinging for the. I mean, I know. Hopefully, when they swing for the fences tonight, it'll be with a dude on, but it won't be via the walk. Hopefully, it's via like some squibber and get somebody on. Um, Jake Arrieta is unfortunately going to pitch in this game as well. Um, Jake Day was joke day. Yet again, during that embarrassing loss, 15 it will be to seven. really, 
it'll be really interesting to see what happens with him in this start. Like this is, this is popcorn time, right? Like you, you think it's going to be fucking terrible. Maybe. Yeah. But you never right? know. He could maybe do the thing that he did against Darvish that time when he just like was the stopper, even though, you know, not the stopper. He didn't pitch it nine innings shut out or anything, but but yeah, he was terrible. He gave up six runs. Three, only three of them were earned, but still. Um, I feel like this is going to be, you know, like a horror movie. You know, like edge of your seat. What's the worst thing that's going to happen here? He's only pitched five innings three times in the last month. His outings have been really short. He's given up six runs three times. So, yeah, we'll see. Phillies, McCutcheon's seen him the most. Doesn't do very well off of him. Got a homer. Matt Joyce has a homer. JT Real Muto has two homers and is six for 16 with a couple doubles and a triple. Um, but yeah, the, uh, overall, uh, most of this is old Jake stats, obviously. Yeah, but well, uh, when you're looking at McCutcheon, you got to remember that was prime Jake 14, 15, 16, 17. That a lot of those numbers that you see with McCutcheon. Yeah, a little, little skew, but they've seen each other a lot, you know, so there's a, a familiarity there. And uh, game three, uh, another Zach, the second Zach of the this, this series uh, will go out there. Zach Wheeler used to be on the Mets. Now he's a Philly. He's 6-4 and four with a 2-10. Uh, he, um, pitched, he pitched really well against the Padres. Uh, went into the eighth inning, got pulled, nine strikeouts, no walks. No runs on four hits. In fact, he didn't give up any runs through seven against the Mets the time before that. Uh, three times this month, he's not given up any runs. Um, he's two hit people. He's three hit people. Uh, I mean, sorry, he's five hit people. He's four hit people. Like he doesn't give up much. He's great. He's, um, he's got a lot of innings this year. I'm looking. He's got one complete game, uh, yeah. a lot of seven inning outings. But two games ago, Washington ran him in three. But yeah, before that, I mean, this month, he hasn't, that one game he went three, every other time was, you know, six, eight. seven, and eight. Yeah. yeah. He's really good. He's been doing great for him. And uh, this might be the toughest pitcher we're facing. Hayward, of all people, has two home runs off of him, but it took him 27 at bats, and it was probably all with the Braves. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, his rookie um, year. <laughs> and then the Cubs kind of suck against him. Other than that, um, you know, the guys who have seen him the most anyway, Peterson, Rizzo's not good. Ortega's seen him a bunch from being with the Rockies, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Baez is bad against him. But then, uh, you know, Bryant, three for seven. Nothing. Those are all singles. Like, who cares? Like, this is going to be tough. Wheeler's going to be tough. And he's going against Alec Mills, who pitched great last time. Two runs, two hits, almost got through six, struck out nine. That was against Cincinnati. We already talked about that. He was okay. He only went four against the Dodgers, but he only gave up two runs. He did give up eight hits and only struck out two in that one. But, I mean, he's been serviceable. And in some ways, like when you see Appendix Boy come back, um, Williams, uh, you kind of wonder if um, Mills should take Arietta's spot in the rotation because he's been better than Arietta's been as a starter. So, or at the very least, it should be a like you know maybe, um, Mills, Keegan, uh, Abbott, uh, you know, just like a a number of different guys rotating through, you know, like almost yeah. a bullpen day. You you know you plan to use two guys for the first six innings or some shit like that. But yeah, there, I mean, 
I don't see a situation in which Jake earns <laughs> the opportunity to continue to keep going out there. No, you can't do it. It's, it reminds me of like when Zambrano kept melting down and they're like, all right, you got to go to the bullpen. He freaked out and then he left and then he came back, you know, that whole shit. I forget exactly how that all happened, but um, Alec Mills was able to go 92 pitches this last time. Um, so he's stretched out. This is tops of the year. So, and that's more than Jake's doing. So, uh, the Phillies haven't seen Mills much. Uh, Brad Miller is on this team. And I was like, why do I hate Brad Miller so much? Like, what is it about Brad Miller that makes me hate him? And do you remember he had that one series where, when he, when he was playing with Milwaukee, I want to say, or was it the Cardinals? I forget who it was. Somebody, anyway, I, I, I looked it up. He's got in 17 games against the Cubs, he's got 13 ribbies and 944 OPS. And uh, in 17 games. So no, nobody uh, in three homers in nobody has ever heard of Brad Miller except for like Cub fans. It's like hating the Padres. Yeah. It's it's stupid. Even so, even the teams he was on got rid of him. Exactly. They, they didn't even know he was on the team. They're like, who? <laughs> you know, so. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, then uh, we got Eflin, Zach, another Zach. Going out there, the third third Zach of your series here on Thursday. Um, he's uh, he's uh, two and six with a four twenty ERA right now, and uh, he went out against the Mets and he gave up one run on five hits through six. But the time before he sucked, he gave up seven runs on nine hits against the Giants. And uh, he's just okay. This guy is just okay. The Cubs have seen him. Um, not all that much, but uh, and we have no home runs off of him. But here's your beat the street, Crawley. On Thursday, Chris Bryant, 8 for 13. So he sees Zach Eflin quite well. All right, hold on. Let me put that in there. 13. Yeah. Thursday, you said Chris Bryant. Yeah, put him in for Thursday. Um, but other than that, I wouldn't pick Cubs the rest of the other games. <laughs> pick somebody else. Got it. Um, and uh, but uh, yeah, Brian's couple doubles off of him. Uh, nothing really else to see here. The Cubs got a, a if they they've never hit a home run off him, so that'd be nice to see. He's in, he's in. Like to see it. Anthony Rizzo beat what, the streak tonight. Crawley, Crawley, what is your streak at right now? I'm at a whopping two. <laughs> two. What what has been your your greatest streak? My greatest streak, I think, was like 24, 25. That was pretty good. Yeah, it's, obviously the three true outcomes and, and and the good junk on the ball and it's made it like almost. Here's the thing: is that what makes beat the streak so hard? No one's ever won it, but what's made it even harder is most of the time now, and you see with the Cubs all the time, they won't let a guy go through a rotation through through the order three three times. Yeah, yeah. So you basically got like you know, and it's just really hard. So uh, Alzali is going to go up there, um, and they. I mean, against the Dodgers, uh, we talked about his starts uh, yesterday. It was great, uh, or on Saturday it, when he w- went seven innings. I, I thought he pitched really great, maybe took a step forward. But he hasn't been great recently since he came back from the IL. It wasn't stellar against Cleveland, but that was his first time back. He was pretty bad against the Dodgers where he walked three and then kept giving up those home runs. And I think the thing to look with Adbert Alzelay, is, is he going to able be able to stop giving up home runs to left-handed hitters? Yeah. I think that'll be the the you know he's got to make some adjustments with that situation because he's given up 14 home runs 
on the year in 65 innings. That's kind of a lot. It's not Kyle Hendricks, but it's kind of a lot. And um, anyway, he, he pitched great last time. He's, he's a young guy. He had a pretty decent May. Then he got hurt. Hasn't been great since he's come back, but is hopefully this last time would you know gets him on the right track. And uh, the and really, uh, Brad Miller is the only guy that's seen him, and he's over two with two walks. So oh that's, good, then then we'll negate the Brad Miller effect. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't pitch to him. Um, I don't know. We've kind of been temperature checking this entire uh, time about how we feel about this uh, baseball team. I want to see the lady. Today we're going to talk about taking a rectal temperature. Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. Oh, we keep taking it rectally. That's for sure. We are definitely taking it rectally. I might as well well get my uh, colonoscopy done as long as I'm getting reamed so hard this week. Let's go back and make that appointment. Couple predictions here. Ready? Here we go. Number one, the Cubs end their losing streak tonight. They will go two and two in the series, and Jake Arrieta will never start another game for the Chicago Cubs. Wow. This will be his last start as a Chicago Cub. I agree that the uh, losing streak ends tonight. I, I think that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, you know, I think Zach Davies has been pitching well. Um, you know, you can't lose forever, can you? I mean, the, the fact that the fact that there hasn't been a whole lot of nine game losing streaks in Cubs history, you know, or and there certainly is a, even fewer ten games. You would have to be pretty unlucky at this point to keep losing baseball well, games especially luckily, four more. luckily uh bob nightingale tweeted out about the cubs nine game losing streak just yesterday after that game which as we all know generally goes the opposite way as soon as he fucking says something so we should win tonight and then we'll lose the next three it'll be <laughs> one and three on the homestand It'll be ugly as fuck. No, I, uh, I, it, it could totally be that. I have no fucking clue anymore. I guess at home, they're so much better. I could, I could see them being three and one. Um, but I could also see them going 0 and four. Yeah. I, I say Cubs take three of these four. They probably lose the Wheeler, uh, the Wheeler start, but I think they hit everybody else pretty well. And, uh, that's, that's my prediction. They're, they're going to lose. The rainy uh, Craig Kimbrell Chia Beard Day. So yeah. that's my prediction. Um, oh, and Craig will blow the save that day. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we lose one. We lose one zip. Uh, oh God, is that going to be like what was that? Remember that Simpsons? Save then. Do you remember the Simpsons episode where it was like uh, where they were throwing all the giveaways on the field? Yeah, yeah, it would definitely be that. Yeah. Kimball blows it on the Chia Oh, the Chia come flying out. Oh, I w- but actually, now I'm definitely going to the game, if that's what's going to happen. That sounds like <laughs> fun, chucking Chia Craigs on the field. Like, I'll do that shit. Um, all right, so uh, Bleacher Bum Band's playing the 24th. July 24th is what I'm saying. We're going to be uh, playing the Diamondbacks, and then we're going to rock. So come on out to that. Uh, that will be right after the game on uh, July 24th. And uh, anybody, any other announcements for anybody? Anybody got anything? No. No? Things to say? I got TFDs. No. I got yeah, two. I have, I have one. These flexing cubes. 
You got nothing, Carly? Yeah, no, he's not after this weekend. Everybody's flexing now. <laughs> it's it's ugly. It's ugly out there. I've literally been sitting at the end of the pier drinking lots of beverages. I, if you've noticed, I haven't been on Twitter much at all. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, there's no reason to be. Everybody's just mad. Um, so here's my first one. This comes from Brazil. Our friend Rafael Morales. I think I'm saying his last name right. Probably not. And he says, um, and he's got a picture up. He's in, he, in a, one is, uh, there's two cups. One is of, uh, they're both Jake Arietta on the cup. One is fine. Like the cup looks like a brand new cup. And then in the other Jake Arietta cup, it's really faded. Kind of like uh, Jake has almost disappeared in his face. It's all white. and like It looks like if you, guys, if you guys remember Back to the Future when his family's disappearing from the pictures. Oh, it is. Yeah. It, totally. it is. exactly looks like that. Yeah, and he's up there playing Johnny Be Good and everybody's disappearing. Um, and then he starts disappearing. Michael J. Fox starts disappearing. His hand goes while he's trying to play guitar. Then, uh, all right, so this is what Hafea wrote. He said, once upon a time, Danny Rocket and his secrets of Wrigley showed me how to get this air, these Arietta cups. Five years and one dishwasher later, they are an excellent representation of 2016 and 2021 Arietta because he has disappeared. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, but I have a big question. You only wash that cup one time in five years? Yeah, Come on, I mean, man. I- that's disgusting. Yeah, he hand washes one, dishwasher the other, I guess, is what happened there. I don't know what happened. So uh, what do you got, Michael? All right. So uh, this actually came from the Discord chat yesterday. Uh, Artie Boucher was kind of following on Discord from the Rockies game in Denver. And uh, so Artie says, I went to get refreshments. What the fuck happened to the Cubbies? And Alex responds, have you been out getting refreshments for the past week and a half? <laughs> God, I wish. Oh, man, God. Man. I, and I laughed so fucking hard when I saw that because <laughs> that is what that looks like. Well, I'm going to end with a real downer here. So uh, IL424 Total Landscaping um, on Twitter says – There is no fucking excuse that a team in fucking Chicago playing a division with four mid to small market teams should be in a position to start their second full on multi fucking year rebuild in 10 years. Full stop. It's embarrassing even in a city full of shitty organizations. And that is like kind of a classic cube flex there. And he's right. He's absolutely fucking right. We should we shouldn't go anymore. All the only did, we shouldn't go anymore. We should just be throwing Chia Craig's on the field at this point. Like honestly, <laughs> that is where I'm at because the Cubs lost nine times in a row. Nine times. Oh. Um. All right. I guess that's our show. Um. We are coming back to Wrigley, so I will play that song and try to inject some positivity into the. This show I, I woke up the other morning, Danny, maybe two days ago. Like I had been dreaming going back, coming back to Wrigley. Like I woke up with that fucking song in my head for like the next two hours. I don't know no, what's right on. Don't know. If you're going to be there on Tuesday, I'll be around. So hopefully uh, I can see some of you just say, hey, hit me up. I'll be around. 
if I'm yeah, able to the guy with the then. Captain America hat. Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta keep that sucker on, man. That's good. People sitting behind you are gonna love that. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if you want to uh, support the Sunranto show, patreon.com slash Sunranto. It's a dollar a month. If you listen to the podcast, it comes in completely ad free. Uh, there's perks at every level. You get the music, you get the photography, you get uh, you help us keep the lights on of the podcast. In fact, website bill is due there's another 200 bucks that it's going to come out of uh the patreon so if you want to help with all that shit please support us patreon.com slash sunranto it is the only way we're buying tickets and beer this year and paying StubHub fees uh is through that way uh use our StubHub link uh use our shopping links support us on patreon only a dollar please do it um and um let's uh let's pinch the episode off a little coming back to wrigley spagog everybody Spagog! Spagog! I'm coming back to Wrigley with a ticket in my hands. No ring upon my finger because I am just a fan. And I spent most of my money on sausages and beer But I was there when they wanted that year A pressured anticipation Had the city tightly wrought With a 5-3 combination As the sailing ball was caught Half a dozen generations who would live to see the day The Cubs would take the season all the way Now we're coming back to Ringland We're coming back to Ringland Where the ivy will start growing and the evil
times. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. 
The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.